Welcome back to Real Estate Business Builders. This is Lars Hedenborg, founder of Real Estate B-School, and this is going to knock your socks off. I've got Dan Jones, and this is a two-part series here, two-part podcast. Uh, Dan tells us how to 10X plus every dollar spent on paid leads. He started on my real estate team back in the day uh, as an inside sales agent, then outside sales agent, then he went on his own, and I had the honor to consult with him into his business for probably three, four years or so. He's doing 300 plus transactions and he's working, I think like three or four days a week. So he's built an amazing business, but it's built on systems. And this is a core part of the way he does business. It's earning 10 times plus return on paid leads. So this is part one. Make sure you tune in for part two. And uh, I hope you enjoy. So we started 2015 coaching together, working together. And uh, really implementing systems, we shed tons and tons of stuff that wasn't working and went down to one lead source in 2015. Really, really simple. Um, so 104 houses. 2016, we doubled down on the one lead source, added a second lead source about halfway through the year, ended at 175 units. Um, and then 2017, um, hit 200 for the first time, hit 225. And ever since then, we've been floating 250, 260 is transactions, primarily on two lead sources. We've incorporated a few smaller lead sources that are very profitable, but nothing as you know direct as just the two lead sources and practicing these scripts um, over and over and over. But that's where we've come. Uh, that's where we're at. Um, it runs like a machine. We have people auditing leads. I'll show you what that looks like um, consistently. And we just do a ton of role play. I decided early on, we're gonna be prospecting based. I love the referral, don't be wrong. I've never focused on it as much as Dave. I love the way Dave has done it. We've implemented a lot of the things that, you know, Lars, you guys did, Dave's done over the years uh, with that. But uh, between the two, asking for the referral, client database, our two main lead sources, we can punch out 250 deals like it's clockwork on a yearly basis. Um, so I want to dive in. Let me see. Let me go ahead and uh, where share my screen. Look at all the beautiful faces. So everybody looks like super serious. This is not the sexiest topic. But if everybody could look at the screen and like give me a smile or something, you guys look very like crazy intimidating. So I just think yeah, I got my hat here. So I want to liven you guys up a little bit. So I'm going to put my hat on. So, all right, I want to see some smiles. So we're going to get started. I have a lot to go through, but we're going to start out with what Lars said. The whole topic today was to how to 10X, right? Every single paid lead source in just knowing your numbers. All right, so highlights of the session. I wanna share with you guys our million dollar script, which I did the math yesterday. Since 2020, we've closed 2.6 million GCI uh, from this script. And what you need to do to win in this market, two top objections, you have to own the art of setting, the face-to-face appointment, what, does recycling leads look like or should look like in your world? What are you tracking in accountability? All right. So we're going to talk about scripts and how to win in this market. Uh, stay tuned with me, guys. I want to flip around to a few different scripts. Um, just keep uh, everything moving. But before we do that, everything we talk about today is prefaced with this whole idea. Read this very carefully. 67% of people survey through NerdWallet says the market is going to crash in the next three years. 
read that over and over and really think about what like that's wild i think that's a little bit high personally um at least in our market i don't know everyone else's market but that's the reality and there was a ton of people pulled around that All right so everything we talk about today please keep that in mind because that's the backbone of everything we're going to talk about all right so how do we face that obviously better scripting tons of education and the key word on this page is pain okay so timing and motivation, we've always heard that when it comes to uh, buyer, seller, lead gen, and just discussing, uh, you know, setting an appointment, whatever the case may be with a buyer or seller. So pain, it's always been there, but nobody really ever talks about it. And in November and December, what I learned really quickly as the market shifted is if we're going to sell 15, 20, 30 houses, like on a monthly basis in the worst month, 15 to 20, 25 to 30, and stay on pace, what we always do. We have to start understanding, even at a deeper level, what people's pains are. What is the pain associated with you not buying this house, not selling, possibly doing X, Y, or Z? What is the pain associated, right? Because we're up against two-thirds of Americans polled, said the market is imminently going to crash in the next three years. That's crazy. So sit back and like just take this in, and there's some key ideas. We'll, we'll kind of circle all this back around Um as we get moving forward. So I want to focus on three scripts. We're not going to spend too much time on the first two, but I want to give you guys a few nuggets around those. And we're going to spend some time on the agent request I'll lead uh, because you can use this on sign calls. If you're working a little bit with Zillow or get inbounds through Zillow. If you have somebody raising your hand on your website about wanting to go see a property, for us, it's realtor.com. And I want to show you step-by-step -step that script and just a few nuggets around the order buyer lead script. All right, so let me hop over. And just so everyone knows, the full script book, I will share with Jessica um, and Lars to make sure everybody gets the full copy. So don't worry about taking screenshots or anything. There's been a decent amount updated. Uh, we have shared this before. But um, I do want to start just with a simple older buyer lead script. We're not going to go through the whole script. I just want to go through the introduction. Every agent on our team, the first four to six weeks, they're dialing four, six, seven hours a day just scrubbing a database. Let's suppose you're an independent agent in the office. There might be somebody who's been in the business a really long time. Knock on their door. Hey, give me a list of 300 people who you haven't spoken to or haven't been able to reach in the last X amount of time. Use this script to start up the conversation. It's a simple, you know, hey, Lars, this is Dan. How are you? Good. You reached out to us not so long ago about looking at some home ideas. We weren't able to connect. I was calling to see if you're still in the market looking for a good deal. So we could sit here for a full six to eight hour session and dissect every single word and how we say it and articulate. I don't want to do that today. That we don't have the time, obviously. But your database, I would love to go through your databases, your past Zillow, your past yard sign, and dig up business. This right here from all of our old lead sources in 2018. Um, I think I saw Hook still on here. Maybe he's still on here. Uh, Dave Friedman boxed him and myself and. All three of our numbers were down on realtor.com, partly because prices had increased. Uh, but partly, I was like, man, we haven't been following up with the six to 12 month old lead as best as we should and didn't have a proper system, which we're going to talk about recycling later. But this is the most simple script or one liner to get the door open, to get somebody to talking. Hey, you reached out to me. We weren't able to connect. So I did try to reach out to you. I was looking to see if you're still in the market looking for a good deal. Right? Simple order buyer lead. 
Now, like I said, I want to spend too much time and go straight to an LP mama. There's only three responses, yes, no, or maybe. If it's a no, you'll see in the script book tons of things you can ask. If it's a maybe, it turns into conditional questions, et cetera. Boomtown leads, these are simple pay-per-click leads. One thing over the years we learned, okay, is there's probably some of you on here that are going to disagree with me, and I'm okay, because there's, there's a couple ways you can do this. This works for us at a really high level, and I want to explain in our next script why it does. But hey, Lars, so long story short, I will say the opening one-liner in a minute, the concept. Let's think about the concept here. If you're looking for a car, you want to drive the car. If you're looking for a house, you want to see houses. Someone's looking online, why not offer them the opportunity to go see homes immediately up front? Hey, I want to see what questions you have, right? And let's go look at a few homes, right? When is a good time for us to go look at homes? So, hey, Lars, it's Dan, how are you? Cool, hey, I noticed you had some uh, interest in some homes online. I just want to see what questions you had. And when's a good time to go take a look at a few homes, right? That's simple. Now, if they say yes, and what we have found on the people we connect with, almost two out of 10 would say, like, I would love to go see some houses. There's nothing available, da, da, da. Your motivation, you're starting out at a level 9, 10 versus at an intro LP Mama conversation. And if we don't know LP Mama, simple location, price, motivation, agent, uh, mortgage, right? But if they are ready, go straight for the kill and ask for the appointment right up front. We can always take it away if they're not qualified. Very simple. And if they do want to go see some houses, there's, these are brilliant appointments. They're excited. They're like, yeah, I've been looking at your website, right? We go through the AR, which we're going to go over next, the agent request. And if they're not, we just simple LP mama conversation and build a report, all right? Nothing too complicated, but the process and the concept is simply, would you like to go see houses? And I'll show you how that applies to our next step. I wish I had 2019 numbers, but I couldn't log into um, Microsoft. I forget what, what it was we were using with the old uh, scorecard, Lars, um, or the uh, sales tracker. I couldn't find my login information, but we crushed 2019. That was the last year before their prices with Realtor.com got crazy. But this is our agent request ninja. I forget. People called it so many things over the years. Same concept. Let's talk about concept first. Please don't start reading. Just listen to the concept. The concept's more important than the, the questions. Once again, we're giving them the, what they want up front, the appointment. We can always take it away if they are not qualified. Hear me out. Some of you guys are going to say, yeah, you know, I prefer to meet people in my office, this and that. That's fine. I would love to dive deep into your numbers. What? Look at set to met and met to sign. Your met to sign is going to be on the roof. Your set to met will be in the 20%, guaranteed. Right? We like to give people what we want, but we establish at the tail end that Lars, you and I are going to have a conversation after we see this house. You're not going to run in the house or run out. We are going to have a conversation. So step one, right? And this goes for sign calls, uh, a boomtown lead that's raising their hand about seeing a house, um, Zillow, Realtor.com, somebody who's asking a question about a home. So I noticed you had a question about 123 Main Street. I wanted to see what your question was in a good time when we can go preview the house. So well, I just had a question, Lars, is the uh, house, does the HOA have a community pool? Um, I'm pretty sure it doesn't want to verify that. Assuming it does, go back to the original question. When's a good time to see the house? When's a good time for you to see the house tomorrow morning or afternoon, assuming it does have a community pool? Yeah, tomorrow afternoon. Perfect. Let's pencil in 2 o'clock. Now, step two is really key because if you're going to do it this way, you have to do this, which is time. Lars, do you have time to preview additional homes or are there additional homes? So two questions. Are there additional homes you would like to see? Oftentimes there are. They think they have to schedule with three or four different people. 
And then would you have time? Because we're going to use time as leverage later down as we solidify uh, the appointment and all our contact information. Number three, simple. Don't want to step on anyone's toes. You're not currently working with an agent. Very simple. Number four, I've heard so many agents ask, like, hey, I'm not showing you a property, Jessica, if you don't have a pre-approval. I'm just not going to do it. Why? You just lost that client forever. Hey, the seller is not going to allow us to see your house. Do you have a pre-approval? Hey, I know the sellers want to ask, do you have a pre-approval? Have you had a chance to talk to a professional lender? Right? It's a yes, no question. If it's a no, we have questions that you'll see as, the, as part of the script book that we go into before we continue moving on to really give them appointment. But we don't have, unfortunately, that much time today. I want to give you guys the meat and potatoes and you kind of figure out how you want to implement this in, uh, in your business and your conversations. What is your current living situation? This home, Lars, is situated down in Pineville. Where do you currently live now? Right Now, current living situation. I want to make sure we're all clear on this. That is huge. What is your current living situation? A lot of people don't ask if you rent, do you own, how long have you rented for? But that is associated, like we have to go deeper in this market around the pain associated with the current living situation. If there's no pain associated with that, right, or we don't dig up the pain, we're going to miss opportunities. It wasn't like two, three, four years ago where there's all this opportunity. There's less opportunity. We have to capitalize on that opportunity. And what is your current living situation? Why? I need to know. But number two, I'm trying to identify where the pain potentially is with your current living situation so I can get you over the finish line, right? Because you might talk yourself out of it. A lot of buyers, you know, talk to them the year they're still renting. I could have potentially talked you over the edge and you would have done the right thing, all right? So this right here, we go into the motivation. Now, shift gears, built a lot of rapport, simple, hey, this is your cell phone number. Yes, it is. Is there anyone else who's going to be joining us to preview their house? Yes, uh, Julie's going to be with uh, me as well tomorrow at 10 a.m. Perfect. I want to email you some additional home ideas, right? Be on the lookout for those. Email me back, Lars, when you get those. Now, this is key right here. People, people do this. Lars, I know you hit the magic red button on Realtor.com. You're probably going to get a lot of phone calls. Moving forward, tell people to put you on the do not call list, right? And it'll cut down on the amount of phone calls you get. People love saying that. So let's suppose you're at an open house and, you know, you're, you're talking to somebody, you have a great conversation. No one else is in the house, have a great conversation. Why not? Tell them, hey, let's meet for coffee tomorrow morning. And hey, just moving forward or even with a cup of coffee. I know it sounds like you're getting a lot of calls from a lot of people. Just moving forward, tell them you now have an agent. It'll cut down on the amount of phone calls. Who doesn't want that, right? Our team does it all the time. People love it. They do it, which is awesome. And here, once again, hey, I want to text you my personal cell phone number. Save my number is Dan Realtor. Text me back. Let me know you received it. We'll open the lines of communication, and we'll talk about that here in one moment, right? So we have email, we have text. Now, this is key here. If you don't do this and you want to use this script and be a professional door opener, I wouldn't recommend that. I would recommend getting people to your office, get them to a coffee shop. Um, but this is where sort of the rubber hits the road. Can I make a recommendation? Lars, if this is not the home you're ready to make an offer, let's spend a few minutes immediately after talking about exactly what it is you're looking for. So moving forward, you don't miss out or end up overpaying. Does that make sense, right? We're establishing time. So once we see this house, this is what we're going to do. 
because we've all opened the door for somebody that the house smells like cat pee or something horrific. And they're like, oh, my God, they associate you with cat pee. They just ran out. You only had one home to show. That's why we ask, are there multiple homes for us to see? Anything else you would like to see so we can build the rapport? Not just open more doors. I'm trying to build rapport. Here, right, very, very, very technical. And the very first sentence is Jedi, Jedi Knight stuff. Lars, if this is not the house you're ready to make an offer on, it's telling people it's okay for you to write an offer. I cannot tell you, because in 2017, 18, when I was really working on this script here and putting this together, I had personally, in over 200 buyer transactions, never had a one and done. In, in 2018, 19, it wasn't like inventory was lower, but this gave people permission to write an offer on the first home they see, right? And oftentimes, it's the best home they see. And then from here, it's just a simple follow-up, you know, hey, Lars, you know, anything that we need to, you know, readdress right here, but we have the appointment. This is a 13 to 15 minute conversation. If someone calls in on your yard sign listing, I guarantee the average calls about three to three and a half minutes, right? They're calling on a yard sign and maybe even a minute and a half too. Using this, you know, hey, Lars, this is, uh, or hey, this is Dan Carolina, real estate experts. How can I help you? Yeah, I was calling about one, two, three Main Street, blah, 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 yard sign call. Fantastic. In case we get disconnected, what's your name and number? Perfect. When's a good time for you to come by and preview this house? And we go straight through all of this. It's framework, right? But your buyer, I guarantee you, yard sign calls, two minutes, three minutes. This is a 12 to 14 minute conversation. You built the rapport. You got cell phone. You got an email address. Only thing you don't say is the magic red button. But this is gold for all sort of agent request leads. So structured. Um, and it hits. I can't think of another point. I'd love, you know, for some feedback. But we'll hit pause right there. Is there any questions or anything like just so far? Yeah, what questions do you guys have? Um... Dan, maybe talk just a second while uh, you guys can go to the Q&A um, and type in any questions. You know, th this is, you, you, you've just like next leveled and just drilled down and honed. And as the market shifted and pivoted, you worked on it. You, you sort of obsessed over your numbers and what your agents um, are, are saying. Is that just natural for you or... It, does someone adopt that sort of mindset as they get into these paid lead sources, right? So paid lead source, I mean, you're spending the money. You 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 want to see the return. So is that what had you sort of like dig in and squeeze the lemon on this stuff? You know, I, I like it in a weird way, but I don't think that's the only way. Um, I really think that it's either do or die. It's either ride or die type atmosphere. Right. Either we're going to do this at the highest level because I am not Dave Hook. I love Dave Hook for what he does. And I would love him to come into my business for a year and implement everything he's implemented to that level and get into his business for a year and implement really this at a crazy, crazy high level. Um, so I just had to make that decision. Like if I don't do this to this level, plus I kind of geek out on this sort of stuff. Like if I don't do this, like. I'm not going to hit my financial goal. I'm not going to be able to provide for my team. Like my team depends on this, right? So I think it's multifaceted, but I do kind of geek out on it. But it's either this or like we don't we don't do business. We don't do business. You know, we'll do business, but not to the level that I feel is like where I want to be, where par is and above. Awesome. No questions. So keep rolling. All right, you guys are uh, some serious. Fun. This is miles went away pretty quick. Um, so yeah, actually, I, I actually, um, let's comment on that a second. So, 
you, you started out, but you didn't really go deep on it. How, how this is not the sexiest stuff, right? Who who wants to, you know, hear that? You know, to me, it's sexy to to spend a thousand dollars and turn it into ten thousand dollars, right? To me, that's like, is there anything more sexy in business than that? But then you get into this stuff, and it's like, oh, it's a script. You know, it's like, it's a little bit like, you know, you got us to smile and then we just come down from it. Why, why do, what have you experienced? You know, how do you keep agents excited about doing like um, the, the expression is, you know, it's really boring to get to rich and be financially and time free, right? Cause it's the same thing over and over again. What, what have you done to wire yourself or to, to build this muscle around consistency and, and just getting after this stuff and, and like a, you know, dog on a bone yeah goals just goals and knowing everyone's goals and holding everyone accountable um most of the team members now this is really cool hold themselves and each other accountable um we share our goals uh twice a quarter you know at least our you know one financial goal where we're at um because it's not the funnest thing but it's about culture as well and we had to let somebody go who was with us seven years actually this month uh, last month because his productivity, you know, from a culture fit of being a good person was there, but you went from selling 16 million two years ago to, or three years ago, to 10 and a half, 11 million to 6 million last year. Like, and we've had a couple tough conversations. So it's that culture as well. Like everyone on the team was like, love this dude to death, but he had to go. So between the culture and just like talking about our goals, um, I mean, I've told you before as well, Lars, in 2016, when we did that exercise, like I had that number, like that keeps me driving. And, you know, it's not only that number, but when you say you want to do something, you do it, you know, and uh, it's the same thing with the team, the same sort of, you know, culture. And we tell you what it's going to be like before you walk through the door and how difficult it is and how many reps it's going to take and uh, how it's going to move you as a person, both on a personal level and a financial level. Um, and we just, you know, focus on the personal growth and the financial growth, but it's all kind of, you know, combined there. Yeah. Awesome. We've got a couple of questions. So Patricia asked a question, uh, daily contact goals uh, for website leads separate from other sources. Um, and then do you still make calls with the team? So I will hop on some role plays. Um, most of my uh, dials, most of my role plays, um, I like to work with some of our top agents around the role plays, but um I have periodically made some dials. There's a tough seller, like a high price point, you know, that needs converted or the final nail driven down. Um, I'm kind of the last minute closer. Um, that's my role. Uh, what was the first part, Lars? Uh, daily contact goals or meaningful conversation goals. Yeah, our as a new agent, it's different than in like kind of an older, older agent. Um, everyone who's been around for six, 12 months, who's doing three, four transactions, or at least two to three on a monthly basis. We're looking at five MCs, meaningful conversations on a weekly basis for a new agent on the team. For the first three months, we're pushing like hell for three to five on a daily basis. You better be at least at 10 by the end of the week. So when you say that seems low to me, maybe we're talking about the, uh, something different. Um, a two-way conversation with the decision-making adult. That we're, we're, that we're going for the appointment. That is not 12 months. That's pretty close to being qualified, if not already qualified. So they're talking anywhere from 40, 50 people to get to the five-ish. Okay, so they're, so they're talking to 40, 50 people a day. Yes. Got it. Yeah, yeah. That, that's it goes three to five, like 
deep level MCs. It's just not like, oh, we're going to be looking for a house. We might be relocating. Our job was talking about doing this. That's, I mean, that's a mini MC, but that doesn't count as a MC. Like you're doing six, seven, eight hours of dials your first couple of months um, to, to get to these MCs. All right. Awesome. And then Chris asked a question, what's the expected turnover rate on your sales team? How many agents are naturally just not going to be able to perform on the phones like this? Um, it's a good question because whatchamacallit, uh, if we take uh, COVID, take COVID out, we don't have much turnover. And in general, it's not because of the dials. We're that transparent about the amount of dials and how hard it is and for how long you have to do it up front and encourage and celebrate and high five on, you know, wins. Um, our probably biggest weakness with a few key players that we've lost over the years is um, number one, lack of growth opportunity where you just get that leader on the team and there's just no true real more growth um, or a personality conflict. We've had two of those over the last four years uh, where I would love to have both those team members and still stay in touch with them. Um, but it's not for dials. It's definitely not for dials. Those are, those are Achilles Hills. If uh, we had to put our, you know. So, so, so you vet, you vet pretty hard to make sure you're going to bring the, bring the right people into your world. Anything, two or three things you look for, you know, that, you know, lessons learned about uh, what kind of people you look for to bring onto the team. Got a pretty dialed in confidence. Well, obviously it's a disc, you know, previous high level job, energy on the phone. Um, it's, we talked to a few people they've worked with for or working with in the past or um, it, it's pretty dialed in. We don't make too many mistakes. We have one that I have to take care of today, but we brought four people in for five people into our world. And one is, we thought she was going to get it a little bit quicker. Um, but unfortunately she's not, we've given her plenty of opportunities and just doesn't play the efforts there. But uh, in general, we, you know, but taking everything in consideration to answer Chris's question, it's about 50%. And that is, you know, the two that I told you. And then if you figure in COVID when, you know, a handful of our team members uh, that should have never left um, did leave and got sold on something that wasn't true and all of them are not selling real estate anymore. Um, besides that, it's, it's, it's definitely not 50%, but if I include it in the real numbers, then it's 50%. We lost yeah. five agents like, within three weeks. Awesome. What would you say to someone that's on a limited budget? You know, they, they think they can't pay for leads. They don't have the budget. What, what other lead sources have you guys worked successfully? Or would you say just grind and save up and put some money into these lead sources? What, what would you give advice on that? If I had to do it over again and didn't have the money, I would be bartending late in the evenings. Uh, circle prospecting. I would be in a firm that would allow me to do. I don't. I want to say go do this. I'm saying if I was like bottom of the, like ready to like roll over and give up, um, I would do open houses every single day possible. One in the morning, one in the evening, or later afternoon um, on higher price range um, listings. Ever since COVID, like I see a lot more success. Like our agents will do. We don't require um, them to do open houses, but more and more people have. Are showing up to open houses, right? They're unrepresented. So I would bartend at night to pay my bills, uh, to be able to supplement something where, you know, I knew worked. Like, for example, pay-per-click, it's a numbers game. So if you get really good at the script, have good follow-ups, um, and a few other things that we can implement, they're the cheapest. Um, you know, really, you have to be careful with. We've scaled back a ton because of price, but um, if I had to do it all over again, 100%, 
make as much money as I can in the evening and just double down and every single minute I've had, I try to get face to face with, you know, just somebody new. Awesome. And uh, Kim, uh, I don't know if you were on it. We did a production mastermind where Jessica Buchanan gave her open house system away step-by-step. She regularly turns an open house into, you know, three plus transactions if you do it the right way. All right, Dan, uh, continue on brother. All right, let's do this. So two deductions you have to handle. All right, so let's start with the second. This has always been number one. I have an agent. This is not going away. However, I want to give you guys, if you do this, if you follow this, I know a few people that I worked with and coached with uh, through Rebs implemented this. They never bought me my beer I asked for. But so I used to personally before really dialing this in and not that dialed in, but it works. It works. So I used to start here with number seven and number eight. Tell me you have an agent. What's the benefit? What's the benefit? And you could convert people by saying, like, what's the benefit? You're reaching out through whatever. You're obviously not getting party access to the better deals. Like, what's the benefit? Right. Not good. So, oops. So we came up with an eight-step process that is a much, much more effective. And the first step is just simply how long have you been working with that agent? Right. Essentially, we're trying to establish what is the relationship. Right. And by asking some of these softball sort of questions, oftentimes people will give you a hint that they're truly not working with an agent. Right. How long have you been working? Have you written any offers? Simple. How many homes have you seen? We're just looking for something where we can sneak in there and say, like, OK, they truly don't have an agent. And then I'll show you where we go from there. Relationship. How did you get paired up with that agent? And just because they say it's the sister's, you know, best friend from college, you know, doesn't mean we roll over and turn away. And the mindset, I should have started with this, hit pause on what I just said. The mindset around I have an agent, I can guarantee you 70% plus, I'd almost be able to go 80%, but since I'm guaranteed, I'll say 70. 70 to 80% plus people who say they have an agent do not. I've taken more people in my time and set them to the team, send them to myself back in the day. I guarantee you do not have an agent. I'm telling you now, the way I used to do it is like clobbering Lars over the head. Like, oh, dude, I have an agent. What's the benefit of that, man? Like, I might converting, but this right here, it's a nice, pleasant way to have a conversation about having an agent, right? I hope you enjoyed part one of a two-part series with Dan Jones, uh, who spent uh, probably about four years with us in Real Estate B-School. And hopefully you are intrigued enough to come back and join us for part two. If you're at the point in your business growth journey where you know you need someone to come and show you the way, just book in for a business growth assessment. It's been too long. If you've been on the podcast and this is not your first episode, that's the only thing we have to offer you. It's not a sales call. It's to see if you're a fit for what we offer. So go to rebsgrowthassessment.com. That's rebsgrowthassessment.com. And we'll see you on part two of 10x every dollar spent on paid leads. Stay tuned for that.